Okay, Parshas Matos, Tavshin Ayin Dalid, as we get into the second to last Parsha in Sefer Bamidbar this year, Baruch Hashem, as we have mentioned, every Parsha, every Parsha gets its own Shabbos, usually Matos Masi are together, but this year we have Matos Masi and Dvarim as the three Shabbosos between Shabbos Batamos and, and, uh, Tishabav. So we start off with Matos, we start at the beginning. At the beginning of the Parsha and the beginning, the first Rashi, as we have discussed in other years as well, says the Pasik at the beginning. Moshe speaks to the heads of the Shvatim, the heads of the Matzos. Uncle says, Reshe Shivtaya, the heads of the Shvatim. So Moshe speaks to the, the heads of the Shvatim, the Nisim. This is what I need to tell you. This is the thing that Hashem commanded me. And we have, of course, the Parsha of Nidarim. That is the beginning of the Parsha. If you remember, we had the last Pasuk in last week's Parsha. We have a similar Pasuk by Yomer Moshe, Bnei Yisrael, Kachal Asher Tziv Hashem Moshe. We have a concluding Pasuk, which takes care of all the Parshas HaMoadim and all those mitzvot which Rashi emphasized at the end. We shouldn't think that Moshe didn't say something to Bnei Yisrael that Hashem had told him. So we, the Pasuk emphasizes at the end of, of Pinchas that Moshe told Klai Yisrael, everything that he was told, even though it's the first Pasuk in Paraglamid, we mentioned the, there are not Jewish sources that made the Prakim, so that doesn't bother us. And then we have the beginning of Matos, Vayidaber Moshe, Rashi Matos, Moshe says the following to the heads of the Shvatim, the Halachas of Nidarim. Start off with a thought on the Rashi. Rashi tells us, what is the Lashon of Zehadavar? We mentioned a different thought related to this from Yaakov Kamenetsky a number of years ago. It's uh, worthwhile to, to look again on this Rashi. But what does Rashi say? Zehadavar, Moshe Nisnabe Bekoamar Hashem Kachatzos Moshe sometimes uses the Lashon of Koamar Hashem. So says God. And other Nevi'im as well use the same form of Nevi'ah. But Mosef Alehem Moshe Shenishnabe Baloshon Zehadover. But Moshe is a step beyond. Moshe has the language of Zehadover, which is the language of clarity. Zehadover. Ze always implies pointing to something. Zehadover. Hachodesh hazelochem. The Medrash says that Kadesh Baruch showed Moshe the moon and said Zeh. When it's like this size, Kazeira avakadesh. When it's like this size, that's when you sanctify the moon. The menorah was very difficult to make. The Lashon there is used Zeh also. Hashem shows Moshe Rabbeinu what the menorah looks like and uses the Lashon of Zeh. Those learning the Fiomi just made a see him on Mesechus Tainus. The last Gemara in Mesechus Tainus describes that Lashon Lava, the Tzadikim are going to be in a circle. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to be in the middle. And they're all going to be pointing to HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kaviyachal. How do you know that? Because the Pasuk says Zeh Hashem Kivinu Lo. Now Gila V'Nesvacha Bishuazo. Zeh is a reflection of clarity. I could point and say this. By Ben Saramor, the parents say Benenu Zeh so where are They have to point to him and say, Zeh. That's the clarity of vision that Moshe Rabbeinu had. Al-Derek Drush, if you look in the first source, the normally Melech, tells us, uh, relating to this Rashi. Apimah di Yisab HaGemara, kolon aviyem b'nestabe v'ko, mosef alav Moshe, shenestabe b'lashen zeh adavar. Ulohavin hefresh b'neim, let's go a little deeper, says the normally Melech, for the difference between the Zeh and the Ko. What was different about Moshe Rabbeinu? They're both quoting Hashem. So what's really the difference between a Zen and a Ko? 
When it's Sadik, when a Navi speaks in the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Az Sometimes, or maybe not sometimes, once in a while, a Navi will say something and it will be clear to all those around that HaKadosh Baruch Hu said this. He won't have to support his view. He won't have to prove it. He won't have to convince the listeners. But it'll be so clear to the listeners, to the Mazinim, that'll be, wow, we got it. We got it. That happened once in history, and that was Moshe Rabbeinu. When Moshe says something, he didn't have to prove it. There was such clarity, not only from Moshe's vision of God, but Bnei Yisrael's vision of Moshe. What he said over, he didn't have to prove it. Right? From the time of, Vayaminu Bashem, Uve Moshe Avdo, Emuna in Moshe. Doesn't say they had Emuna in anyone else. Emun in Moshe. That's Zehadavar. Not just, says the Normal Melech, from Hashem to Moshe, but Moshe to Am Yisrael. That's the Zehadavar. Pirish, Elu Divrei, Devarim, Shad Sadik, Heim Devarim, Shanemarim Bi Hashem. But everyone else is not on that left. Vye Shard Sadikim, Asher Enam Bi Madrig Asam Kolkach, Shie Kola Shomim, Nidmim Be Enayim, Kiluksuvim Batorah. No, it's not, a, it's clear, not explicit. No. You have to prove it. They have to convince us, like the Ramam describes in Hilchas Yisodi HaTorah, to be a Navi Emes, you have to prove yourself first. And then there are certain halachas of Navi Emes that kick in. First of all, you have to be a Tzadik and a Chacham and a God, you have to be a, all the, all the Milas, and then perform certain signs, right, all different uh, ways that a person can convince the rest of Am Yisrael that they are a Navi Emes. That's only because everybody else is in a different type, a different quality of nevuah than Moshe Rabbeinu. They're in the Koamar Hashem. And that's why they have to prove themselves. says, that's And let me prove it to you. Let me explain. Let me elaborate. But Moshe Rabbeinu didn't have to say that. Once, not at the beginning. Then at the beginning, Moshe Rabbeinu comes to Mitzrayim and says, Rabosai, I've taken you all out. They said, yeah, I don't believe you. Right? He had to prove himself with signs and say these magic words, pop code, yif code. But once Moshe Rabbeinu achieved his status, which might have been by Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, which might not have been, it might have been at Kriyas Yamsuf, where it says, maybe Moshe Moshe Avdo, and maybe it wasn't even fully developed until our Sinai, when Moshe Rabbeinu acts as, along with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to give us the Torah. Once that takes, I mean, it, it takes off on a different halachic status even. Rav Salvashek writes in one of his, his Yartzai drushes. At that point, Moshe was different. And therefore he had zeh. It was clarity that he received and clarity that he gave over. So that's zeh Davar Rashi, and the normal email gets us started today in terms of appreciating what that's, what that's about. Okay, we discussed also in the past, that was the Rabbi Yaakov, why Dafka this message is given in the Parsha of Nidarim. We're not going to get back into that now, but we are going to go ask a similar question, and that is, why is the Parsha of Nidarim specifically given to the Zakanim, to the Nesim of Am Yisrael? Right, Moshe says to the Rashi Amatos, the halachas of promises. Ish ki yedar nedar Hashem, o yishav ha-shvua, lo yachel dvaro. 
Do not make chul in your words. Everything that comes out of your mouth. Right? Fulfill. Machlok as we showed him, not for now. How many mitzvahs are there to keep your word? There's a similar pasuk in Parshish Kiseitzei about Moses of Asecha, Tishmar Asisa. Is that one mitzvah say or two mitzvahs say? The Ramam says one, the Ramban says two, but just in terms of Monia mitzvahs. But it says you have to keep your word. The Isha, halachas of a wife, halacha, halachas of a father, all the different halachas. But the question is, why must this be said to the Rashi Hamatos? Most mitzvahs are just said to Am Yisrael. And after that, Moshe says to B'nai Yisrael, last week, we had the only time in the Torah, but other than that, Moshe tells all of Am Yisrael. So why here does the Torah explicate that it was specifically to the Rashi Amatos. Parenthetically, the Gemara does say in Masechah's Erevin that everything was said a number of times. Moshe told Aaron, and then Moshe told the Zekinim, and then Moshe told the rest, the Bnei Aaron. But the, explicitly in the Torah, there aren't too many parashas that was said only to the heads of the tribes. So why here? So explains, in source number two, of Yehuda Gershuni, the Sefer Tzirim and Atar, which we've quoted from in the past, HaTorah Yichda Parshas Nadar Mushvuas L'Rashi Amatos L'Omar a very insightful comment. Sha'af Rashi Hamatos Hamanhigem Esa'am Tzrichem Lios Achra'im L'Kiyem Aftachosehem The greater we are and the more that we're in a position to make promises to others, we got to be careful that we fulfill them. And we got to keep our word. And when we're in positions of public uh, focus and we're in positions of power and authority, then we have to realize, we say something, we better keep our word. And it's even more important for a public figure to keep their word than somebody just privately. And that's why the Rashi Hamatos need this message. You're in a position of power? Don't promise something you can't fulfill. Sometimes because of public pressure. Because of the... the um, in not real, the imaginary good that's going to come of it. It's okay. You know, the Tzibur needed me to say that right away, but now that I'm elected, right now that I'm, you know, the need isn't there anymore, I can do whatever I want. That's a serious leader who only says things that they could fulfill. With purity, with holiness. No matter what you think the purpose is. He says he becomes chulin. That's the language. We have to make sure we, we keep that we keep that in mind. Even the continues with the Kedushas Levi. We did the normal Melech. We get to the Kedushas Levi. Lo yachel dvaro. Mishaino ose diburo chulin. If somebody keeps his word and is not mechalel his words, that's somebody a Kaddish Baruch Hu appreciates. And, al derech jush, kuchal ha-yosim etiv yaseh. A person keeps his word, a Kaddish Baruch Hu listens to him. Lo yachel dvaro. His own word. Shomer ha-kom mozi piv b'kedusha v'tara. Everything that comes out of this tzaddik's mouth, as the Gemara says, a tzaddik is gozer, a Baruch Hu is mekayim. But it's only if somebody's a tzaddik, somebody's in the realm of keeping their word. That's the 
best. Lo yachel dvaro. Kochala yotzei mipiv yaseh. That last yaseh is a capital H. Kodesh Baruch who follows exactly what, exactly what he wants. And he quotes al derech Jewish Rav Kook at the end. Milsa de bidichusa. The simon of a tzaddik is not just that he goes there and a Kodesh Baruch is mekayim. But that Akash Baruch Hu goes there and he's Bukayim. Meaning we have to fulfill what Akash Baruch Hu wants us to do, and then we'll be Zochet to the, to the, uh, to the other Bracha. But this is the Tzimana Torah, Review the Gershuni, that the, the greatest of our leaders, right, we have to make sure that we, that we keep our, keep our, our, our Washon in the, in the proper realm. And many, uh, many Sfarim also discuss, even for children, as parents we are in positions of authority. You know, we talk to our children. Many times we might have a habit of like promising to give our children something to get a, a short-lived reward. And if you go to sleep nicely, so then dot, dot, dot. And if you do that, if you stop your tantrum, then dot. We, we, we can't use that either as, as, a, as an empty threat or an empty promise. Whatever we say, we need to follow through on. Because then they're just going to learn, okay, I could use my words and I could use my uh, power of Debor and not fulfill it. And not uh, make 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 good on it. So parents, even though sometimes we're under pressure, and we need to have a stopgap measure to re- to relieve the pressure of of the moment, now we have to make sure we we still stay in the world world of reality to keep our to keep our uh, to keep our word. Okay, a couple of other points. We're focusing a, a lot on the Durham this year, right at the uh, at the beginning. We'll get it back. Something that we haven't, uh, someone that we haven't discussed in a couple of months. We did it once before. That's the Tal Chaim, the Chelban, as he is, uh, as he is. No, Reb Chaim Akoli, contemporary uh, Darshan, says the Tal Chaim. Simple question. He's going to elaborate a lot to get to the question, but it's going to be a basic one, basically one line question. How is there in the world of halacha something called a neder? How is it possible? That something is mutter, and I have the power to make it usher. I can make a nether. How does that work? And why does that work? That's the question. We're going to go through all of his words, but that's the question. Parshas Matos Masay, source number three. Chotem shall say for Bamidbar. Right at the end, I said Bamidbar this year. It's not, because we have Matos separately. Matos comes. Rashi Matos Nadarim. Kivishareinu b'mahalech parshio sefer by Midbar. As we have seen. Throughout the parshios here in Sefer by Midbar, there is an inner hinge. A tzir pnimi. What's the flow? What's the flow? Right, this is the transition. As we mentioned back in Chukas, we started off by Midbar in the Dar Midbar, the Dar Deya, and now we're already in the Dar that are going to go into Eretz Yisrael. Now, all the people have died. Whoever's left is going into Eretz Yisrael. What messages is HaKadosh Baruch Hu, followed by Moshe Rabbeinu giving them? What do they need to hear now? Right, a couple of the mitzvahs we had back in Shlach have to do with Eretz Yisrael, but that was because, if you remember, Rashi says, that door needed some chizik. After they have the Xerah, they're all going to die. Oh, our kids aren't even going to go in either. So he gave them B'challah and Nesachim, the mitzvahs in Parsha Shlach that also have to do with Eretz Yisrael. But now we're talking about Mamish, the group that are going to go into Eretz Yisrael. So what messages, what mitzvahs are being given to Am Yisrael here? Line 10. So we have the Parsha of Nadarim here. Right, right after the messages of Pinchas. 
If I'm a Kabel, I say that it is usher, I hereby accept the Nether, never to have apples again. Never. This apple is to me now like a piece of treif. It's not kosher. It's ma'achalos asuros. I have that power. We're not now going to get into the distinction between a shvu and a neder, chefsa gavra, but the, in general, I am able to answer something. Dina neder, now he says the question, Eino baru klau. It's not clear why. Shehine line 15. Lich orelakal iser v'isser yesh tam barur. If HaKadosh Baruch Hu says something is Aser, then he knows that these molecules, these atoms, are poison for my neshama. He knows that. And that's why he Asers it. Because inherently, it's poison. Lo stam Aser alein HaKadosh Baruch Hu asama achalos v'asurim kilayim b'shatniz v'od. And he knows wearing shatniz is, I can't wait, there's something pernicious about it putting that on me. Right? Why is Nevela Asr? Because inherently, why? Because Hashem said it's Asr. But why did Hashem say it's Asr? Because He created this item that He knew that it was going to be Asr, that it was going to be something that we need to stay away from. There are, as the Sifra Kabbalah explain Nitzotzos HaTumah. Let's just like this, Nitzotzos kedusha, But this is inherently bad for me, for Jews. Right? For non-Jews to eat it, there's no problem with that. There's no problem. L'chadchilo. There's no L'chadchilo for a non-Jew to eat kosher. Not a L'chadchilo. Right? They want to? Okay, that's fine. But there's no L'chadchilo because for HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows, for their Neshamas, so... Nothing wrong, but for our neshama, the Kaddish Baruch Hu knows there's something inherent. And that's what we find by any item that is usher. So then the question is: So what's a neder? How does a neder work? Hashem says this is okay for my neshama. It's mutter. Eat it fine. This isn't just a behavior that I would have thought that okay, I'm not going to do something. But this is this is something about the item, Macholos Asuros. So how does it work? Davar. Or let's go to line ten. Memela Dvarim Hamutarim Lachora, Ruyimumat Imim Laam Yisrael. Umemela Yesh Lahavin Mayas Yesoda Mok Shaomid Bibasistin in Adarim. Achadam Yochola Folk Tavar Mutter Lasarallah. What's the mechanism? How and why does it work? The Torah matters it. Sometimes the Torah says, you can have a voluntary Isser if you want. You can become a Nazir or a Nazir if you want. You can accept a couple of other Isurim, but that turn, that's a bona fide Isser. Once I am a Nazir, there are Isurim, there are ten Isurim, I think. Ten mitzvahs that relate to a Nazir. Ten mitzvahs. Most of them are losases. Right? Uh, grapes and wine and raisins and chartzanim and zog. All separate mitzvahs. But that's a bona fide isadaraisa. Once I am a Nazir, then this becomes Asr. If I am Tame, then I'm not allowed to eat a carbon. Items become. But here in Nadir, it's totally me. So how does that work? So let's do one or two of his of his thoughts. Good. 
Says the Talalei Chaim, line 21, right in the middle of source number 4. Why does a person make a nether? Why does a person make a nether? Why would I make a nether? It's got to be a reason for it. I just like more Yisurim in my life. Generally, there are some people that have that attitude, but that's not what Hashem wants from us. Hashem is not interested in us just being machmer on ourselves. Right? Koach de'atera adif, the Gemara says, in Beitzah. So, Hashem doesn't want us to be machmer. If there's a good reason for it. So, what's a good reason? Anuroim sh'atorah l'maysa more l'chalechad ve'echad lios bechinas based in al-atzmo. Said the Talachim, a beautiful thought that we all know, but he has the formulation. We know there's a Bezdin that cares for the spiritual needs of our nation. The spiritual needs for all of Klal Yisrael. Guess what, says the Talachim. Each of us has to be a Bezdin for ourselves. As the Bali Musr say, All the Bali Musr say on the beginning of that parsha, we're each Shoftim Veshotim for ourselves. We're Batidinim. We're our own judges. What's a function of Bezdin besides judging cases? To set up laws. To set up boundaries. What's good for the Tzibor at this point in the Tzibor's history? That's what we have to do. Sheine Yadua. Shatoris Michas Chachme Yisrael Lazar Isurim Veligzar Gzeros Ala Tzibor. The Torah gives authority to the Chachamim to create Isurim, to make decrees. Kadela Harchik Osame Ha'avera Ulachazkam Mitzvus. To strengthen them. We find Chazal are there to protect us. Of course, in the past, I think Rabbi Ribiad in his Svarim on Shabbos, in the Hakdama there, he talks about the Dinan Durabanan of Shabbos, but in general. It's a beautiful mashal. He says, imagine we're sitting in traffic and bumper to bumper and we're very annoyed. We're late for a meeting. And we get closer and closer, so finally we see flashing lights. We're like, oh, Baruch Hashem. We're not thinking, oh, we're not saying Tehillim, so we hope the person is okay. Whoever got into the accident. We're saying, Baruch Hashem, I'm almost past this. That's, a, that's our reaction. So we're, we're humans. But that's what we do. Okay, maybe we have to work on that too. But as we get closer and closer, all of a sudden we see a big police line, do not cross, right? Atzor, Mishtara, whatever country one's in, right? In front, of the, in front of the street. We're like, what are they blocking off two lanes for? Three lanes getting into one. Of course there's going to be terrible traffic. What are they doing here? They're slowing me down. They're creating a hindrance. What's the problem? Why are they doing that? And as I squeeze over and I pass, I see there's a tremendous pothole that, that formed in the two lanes. And if any car would have gone straight, boom, they would have killed their axle, their car, boom, the car wouldn't have, they would have got stuck in there. And all of a sudden as we pass, we're like, whoa, Baruch Hashem, thank God that's there. Now I realize they weren't slowing me down. They were allowing me to pass safely. That's what Dean and Drabanan are. That's what Xer is. Xer is a sign that others be looking at Xer as, oh, the rabbis have so many extra laws. But they're there for our protection. They're there, of course, so we don't fall into the pothole of the Isser Daraisa. So it doesn't slow us down, but it allows us to go through life safely. That's an Isser Darabanan. So that's in general, nationally. But says the Talichayim, we're each our own Bezdin. We each have to be our own Bezdin. And just like Bezdin, makes laws regarding food, pasakum, regarding arayos, certain halachas of yichud, right, regarding all areas of halacha. So too, we have to be makir ourselves and know where personally, where we are up to in our world 
and make zeruz and takanas and siagim and nedarim for ourselves. Line thirty-four. We learn We each have to be our own bezdin. takanos the It doesn't only mean in the negative; it means in the positive. I'm going to take upon myself to be a davening five minutes early. I'm going to take upon myself to blank whatever it is. To not speak Lashon Hara at this certain time. To make a bracha, make this, no, make brachas by breakfast with Kavana. Whatever it is. It's not just no's. It's yeses. Ha'adam tzorach ligdar atzmo me'advarim shu nechshal bahem. Ba'ofan meyuchad. U'mehin yonim shemahavim ba'avur ha'sa'ikav ha'gadah ba'avodah Hashem. We each have to face, face ourselves, look in the mirror, and think, where, I, where do I have the most challenges? Where do we all have our own? And wherever that is, try to focus on that. Because that's where we're, that's what we're here for. We're here to work on where we have to work on. And not just pat ourselves on the back. Like we saw Salatar. It's harder to break one midah than to learn all of Shas. Right? One midah. So he says, that's what we have to do. And he continues along these same lines and says, each of us have our own way of serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu, our own kochos, and that's why one person's there is not like the other person's there. But Hashem gives us the ability to create our own siagim, and that's nadarim. You're right, the Torah says it's mutter. But Hashem also says, parshas nadarim, which means it's in your hands. Don't go too far. Because if a person goes too far, they're going to throw everything away. Right? Like the, the, the Abbas Rebbe Nassim says, Chava went too far in her formulation. Right? It was a great idea not to touch the tree. But she said, Hashem told me not to touch the tree. In the formulation, that's, that's not what a Kaddish Baruch wanted. You could create a siyag. We always gotta keep in mind, what's the din, what's the siyag, and not to go too far in the siyagim. So he says, Benosav Lakach, on the bottom, 39, Yadua, Shal Avshaklam Yisrael, Mu'uchadim Yachtab, Avodas Hashem, even though we are Mu'uchad, Vikulanu Neshama Achas Mamish, and we are all one big fat Neshama. The Ritfas Lashin and Brachas, Guf Echad. We're like one goof, and that's why Yatsamotzi. Mikal Makom, Yesh Hevdalim, Ben Kalechad, Vechad, Miyisra. But we're all so different. As the Mishnah says in Sanhedrin, just like we don't go over to somebody and say, why, why don't you look like me? I'm not you. So that's why you don't look like me. The Mishnah says, just like our faces are different, we think differently. And just because somebody thinks differently than us, we sometimes have trouble with that. Why don't you think like me? We're not upset that they look differently than me, that their eye color is different, and their hair color, and they're shorter, or they're taller. We don't have a problem with that. So says the Tali Chaim, we all, we're all different. We all have a different neshama. We come up and yish hev to the mikalechad v'echad miyisrael. Ulokalechad yish or ruchani miyuchad v'derech miyuchad is davod es Hashem. We all have our own pathway. V'roi shekalechad yasum alibo heitev heitev as derech Hashem amiyuchad es lo. V'yikalas v'lahakva bazeh. We have to figure out what our what our talents are, where we can make our mark, and it can be different types of marks at different stages of our life. But that's the secret. That's the secret of where I can make my mark. He says that's even the pshat of the Chazal and Masechah Shabbos. Shekala osem mitzvah kema'amara in mevasr no so besoros ros. What does that mean? Anyone who does a mitzvah kema'amara as it was said, then special bracha. No besoros ros. 
What does that mean? As it was said. See, he quotes, he says, we have to do all mitzvahs. He doesn't quote it, but the Rambam says the same thing that he's about to say, the last parish of Mishnah is on Makkas. And Ratzakonis Baruch Hu Lezakos is Yisrael. If you go Chibol into our mitzvahs, the Rambam says the same idea. Says the Talechayim. V'tzrichon l'hakmir b'chol g'riachol seyim. We all have to do all the mitzvahs. But you know what? There could be certain mitzvahs that are our mitzvahs. This is my mitzvah. You know, we, know, we all know some people that are makpid about. This is a this is a Kiddush Levana Jew. Right, there's one guy in our shul that is the one, he gets the cards, he always makes the announcement, Kiddush Levanon, he goes out, and he's mocked, he collects them afterwards. That's his mitzvah. He's the Kiddush Levanon. He does all mitzvahs, but he's the Kiddush Levanon Jew. Right, and there's someone else that's uh, something else. He's Staka. Right, there's someone else who is the ultimate gabai. Right, he's got guy, and he's the best, and he does it, and everybody has their their area, their area of, of expertise, whatever it is. And he says, that's, if you do the mitzvah kimamara, as it was said by HaKadosh Baruch Hu to Moshe and to Am Yisrael, because that's a reflection of our unique neshamas, which then leads to unique nedarim that we would take. We don't need the nedar, we can do it without a nedar, that's fine. But the parsha of nedarim, the message of nedarim reflects that we each have our own unique area to excel in, to succeed in, we have to figure out what that is. Every day, what does HaKadosh Baruch Hu want from me? And then use the tools HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu all gave us each beautiful tools to fulfill, fulfill our own our own tafkid. We have to realize what that is and use them and in that way find our comfort level in Ruchnius and have that power that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and use that power that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given us even in Divrei Rishus. Okay, you have the, the continuation of his words in line 5, in line 6, he quotes the Ramchal on line 30, in the Mesul Sisharim, that we have to take our Ruchnia seriously, so just like we would never invest in a, in a certain uh, corporation anywhere with our money without talking to experts and thinking about it six different times. So what about investing our time and our efforts and our Ruchnia? What should I learn now? Oh, I'll learn this. Oh, okay, I'll how about talking to experts, talking to our Rebbeim, talking to the Chavra about where I should invest my Ruchnius. So we have to take it seriously and think where we, where we need, where we all need attention as we start the three weeks now. This is the, the perfect time, right? 21 days of, of the, of the three weeks. The Bali Machshava point out are parallel to the 21 days from Rosh Hashanah through Oshana Rabbah. So we have to realize these are unique special 21 days. Shabbos Chazon. You're able to be Jose. You're able to see things through the darkness. We have to see our, we'll look within ourselves and, and ask what we are doing for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to, to, to convince HaKadosh Baruch Hu that it's time to bring the Yeshua without the enough Tsaris, enough, enough Sakana, enough, enough people hating Am Yisrael. What are we doing? So we have to look within ourselves and that's the message of the Parsha of Nadarim to find our own unique Avodah. Okay. One final point related to Nadarim and that's a Medrash Pliya. You look in source number seven. Source number seven, towards the bottom, turning over the page. This is quoted in the Kamotse Shalal Rav on Bamidbar. Zeu Sha'amar, on the Parsha of Nidarim. The Medrash tells us, Zeu Sha'amar Kasuv, this is what the Pasuk means in Tehillim. Va'adam bikar bal yalin nimshal kabehimos nidmu. A person 
Bal Yolin, Nimshal, he is comparable to an animal. Kibahemos Nidbu. Medrash Plia. Ma Kesher between Nidarim and being like an animal. You know, it's a, what's the connection? Every mitzvah makes us, makes us unique. What does Parsha Nidarim have to be with like an animal? So Beer Nifli quotes from the, one of the Rebbe's, the Luach Eretz. Lechoralin Levarer. Maduech Mira Torah Kolkach. He has a different question. The Torah is so stringent. I'm the source number seven towards the bottom of the page. Got it? Might be a little cut off at some of your sheets. So he says, why is the why is the Torah so chamur in terms of keeping one's word? In terms of actions, in terms of in terms of on the um, a Misa. I do a Misa today. I can undo my Misa tomorrow. Anything wrong with that? No problem. I can build something today. And I can demolish it tomorrow. Did I do something wrong? No problem. So what? why if I say something today and I say the opposite tomorrow, why is that so bad? Why is it worse? Usually Misa is stronger. Asi Dibur Mavatel Dibur, but not Lo Asi Dibur Mavatel Misa. So why if I do an action, can I undo it with an action? Can I undo that action? But with Dibur, I don't say that. Why is it worse? Akimas Vasayim is so chamur. You can't be machlif. So explains the Kamozi Shalarav now turning the page in source number eight on top. Vinire. Shahatam Ukamoshapir Sharambaba Moranavuchim. He says it's like the Rambam says in the Moranavuchim. What Chazal say, Hirhure Avera Koshime Avera. Chazal tell us that thinking about Averos in a certain sense is even more chomer than actually doing the Avera. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that. Lamaisa, meaning, if somebody thinks about doing Gili Arayas, Chas V'Shalom, Bez is not going to punish them. If they do Gili Arayas, Bez is going to punish them. But so, but in a certain sense, Hirhurim are even worse. Why? Says the Rambam in Moranavuchim, Kikashar Yechdaha Adam B'Maisa U'Bafawa, when a person violates with his body, with his action, so that's his animalistic side, not being able to be controlled, I lose myself and I sin. I'm basically being like an animal. I'm taking what I have in common with the animal, my physical body, and I'm sinning with it. Okay, that's one level of evil, but it's not like the following. But if I use my intellect... If I use what makes me different than the animals, and I use that for animalistic sins, I use what Hashem gave me to be unique and special. That's the Osa Kavid. And that I schlep down and use it in the animalistic realm. It says that's even worse. It's even worse. Because then we're no better than than an animal, as we mentioned in the past. That is why the Elahemoadai uh, suggests why the donkey turns around and starts talking to Bilam. Why didn't Hashem just make a call go out? Heavenly voice, don't go curse the Jews. No, the donkey turned around. The Asan, why? Because the donkey was telling Bilam, in effect, if you're going to use your Kolachadibur for klala for bad, then you're no better than a talking donkey. You're no better than me. Because that's what makes you different. Koach Adibur, which is a reflection of intellect, is what makes us different than the animals. So if we use that 
So then that's even worse. Hira says the Rambam in the Maranavuchim. So based on that, maybe that's what the Medrash is talking about. A neder means koachadibur. Using our koachadibur in the proper way. That's what a neder is. Again, it's better not even to make the darm. Tov shaloti dar. But if, it was my word, if I'm noder, I have to keep my word. So he says, that's what is the Kavan of the Medrash, line 12. Ish ki dar neder l'ashem lo yachel dvaro. Why is it so important? There's a low sase, there's an ase. That's the pasuk in Tehillim. Nimshal kabehemos nidbu klomar mishim shad. So the first part of the pasuk. Adam bikar violin. What's bikar from the word yakar? Precious and special. Adam biyakar shalo. If I take what makes me special and precious, and what do I do? B'davar shabonis chabed v'nis yakem es Hashem lo yalin ki I shouldn't. Leave it. I shouldn't not take it seriously. Because if I do that, then I'm just going to be like an animal. Again, this is, there are so many mitzvahs and averos that have to do with dibor. Right? Positive and negative. All the mitzvahs shall dibor. Kiddish. And the Mikra Megillah. And Sviras Omer. So many. And Brachis. And Tfilah. It's all dibor. And the negatives. The Lashon Hara. And the, and the Rechilos. And Onaz Dvarim. And Mavayish Brechavir Barabim, so many mitzvahs with Dibur. There's an inordinate amount of al on Yom Kippur about Dibur. Inordinate amount. Because that's what makes us special and unique. And that's Nadarim. If we use it properly, we could be like the Malachim. And if we mis- misuse it, then we will be like the animals, and that's the Pshat of the Medrash Pliyam. Okay. So that's all Nadarim. Let's now move to the next section of the Parsha. And that is... The Milchama, Paraglamet Aleph. By Daber Hashem Moshe Limar. Hashem says to Moshe, Nikom, Nikmas, Bnei Yisrael, Meis HaMidyanim. Take revenge from the Midyanim. Achar te'asef alamecha. Then Moshe, you will be gathered unto your people. This will be your last act. This will be your last act, Moshe. This is, remember, this is Matos Mase. What do we have at the beginning of Dvarim? Six weeks before Moshe dies. Moshe gives a, five weeks, five week uh, monologue. That's all of Sefer Tvarim is one speech. It's one speech. The whole, that, that's it. This is the end of his life. Pashas Matos. Hashem says, fight Midian, and then that's it. By Taber Moshe, Moshe turns around to the Am and says, find men to do this for us. Ask the Arachayim HaKadosh. Couple of questions. Source number nine. Question number one. If your parents ask you to do something, is it good to ask your brother to do it for you? I asked you to do it for a reason. So you do it. I don't, I don't want it done. I want you to do it. Hashem says to Moshe, please fight and go fight. What does he say? Nikom nikmas b'nei Yisrael. What does Moshe say? Okay, can I have some volunteers, please? Can I please? I need some number of people for every shave that. Please line up. Go get him. Awesome. What is Moshe doing here? Remember what Moshe, it says at the, end, the last portion in, in the Torah. Moshe didn't get old. He wasn't weaker. Right, lo nas lecha. He was perfect. He was perfect spiritually and he was perfect physically. I'm too old to fight. This is Moshe Rabbeinu. Ask the Archaim HaKadosh. What was Moshe passing the buck for? Mashmoas HaKasuf, source number nine, Yagid. Shehito Hashem al Moshe lehina kemi midyan. Fight midyan. Vira inu. Shafilu mochama lo yatziman. He didn't. 
Hashem told him to fight Midian, and Moshe didn't fight Midian. Problem. And even though you could explain that it means just take care of it, don't go yourself. No, who says that it's supposed to be through a shliach? Ode also, also, what's Hashem doing here? Moshe, fight Midian, and, and that's it. That's 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 the story. Then as if there's a connection between the fight of Midian and Moshe's death. Why do you have to say this anyway right now? Achen Kavanis Mamar says the Arachaim Akadosh, let me explain. Let me explain. Before every war, Rahman al-Islan, the Jewish people know this too off too well. Before every war, there are two areas that need to be focused on plan and execution strategy and carrying out and one is not more important than the next because if one doesn't do one well then the other one is a failure if i don't plan properly and strategize then my execution will be for naught and if i plan and strategize and do everything but if i don't carry it out but part one is just as and maybe even more crucial than part two. Says the Arachaim. Kavanas Mamar Nakom Sovelas Beis Drachim. Line six. Echad. Hishtavu Seder Hamaisa. Pirish. Hishakmus Seder Hamelchamel Toelas Anitzachon. Strategizing how to fight the war. Bain Bashir Atzarech. How, ma- how many soldiers? Bain b'seder. What's the order? Shebo yasig la'abed kamav ve'arachas alochamim v'chadome. What is the enemy like? What? Where are the? Where are their weak points? Got to figure everything out. It's hard. Number two, execution. Hamolchama atzma shehi puulas hanakama. Moshe realized, what does Hakadosh Baruch Hu want me to do? There are two parts to every war. He obviously wants me to do part one. Why? Because this is a hard one. This strategy to fight Minyan is going to be tough. It's not just a regular war. Why? The Haven Moshe Pirish Sodeik Moshe understood correctly. Kikavanas Nikom taking revenge. Amar Hashem is Chakmus Seder Adavar Shebeem Suusuti Anakama. Why? He doesn't say, Hashem did not tell Moshe, he lachem, fight with Midian. He says, he came, take revenge. Moshe says, the best way I could take revenge is to figure out how to take revenge. Line 13. It's got to be a very thought out plan. Why? Because we've lost to them once before already. And that always makes it harder. B'nai Yisrael might be depressed. B'nai Yisrael might have yeush. And also, as we learned a couple of weeks ago, Midian had, had, had very, very dangerous ways of fighting, including using women, the znus that, uh, that uh, Bilam gave them the advice for. Very tough. Line 16. And even though we were already plagued and punished, as we learn, the 24,000 Jews that died. Sof called Sofi, Still, we know from history that even if Hashem punishes, it's not all over. We know that from the Chet Egel. 
Hashem punished right away a couple thousand Jews, but the Ekel always is choser v'neir. It never is fully left. Chazalte, every parnas that we have is a little bit, a little shemes from the Chita Egel. and even quotes, the Kohen God will not let it wear gold into the Kodesh Kodashim. Why not? Because of the Chet Egel. But what do you mean? We already punished for the Chet Egel. It's never fully gone. Never fully gone. So we already sinned once by Midian. So number one, we might be depressed. Number two, they might be optimistic. Number three, the Makatragim in Shamayim. The prosecutors are saying, Midian? The Jews? We remember what happened with the Jews in Midian. Do they deserve a nace? Do they deserve protection? Moshe says, I gotta figure something out here. And I gotta spend my time on this line 25. This is what Moshe correctly assumed Hakadosh Baruch Hu meant. Part one. So why did it say his death right afterwards? Why was that right afterwards? So explains the Archaim HaKadosh because this is unfinished business that Moshe still hasn't done. And he needs to take care of this before he passes on. Moving right along, line 35, line, before that, 32. This Shalem, meaning Moshe, a little differently than we said last week, but Moshe didn't do it earlier. Zimri and Cosby, Pinchas took care of it for various reasons. But the Archaim says Moshe didn't. And Moshe is the one that's supposed to conquer the nations up until Eretz Canaan. And that's why when Moshe is about to die, Hashem says, okay, I'm giving you the opportunity to first finish your job. Finish the job. And then you'll be able to be ne'esaf elamecha. Because you didn't finish this and you need to beforehand. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu did what he did. And he did it besimcha, as Rashi says, even though he knew his death was tali on, on it. Okay. Couple more thoughts relating to Midian, as we have here. Most of the rest of the parsha is all about Midian. Before we get to the end of Matos, which basically we'll talk about uh, next week, in terms of the B'nai Gada, B'nai Ruve. But we'll focus a little more on Midian. Okay, a numbers question. Paraglam and Aleph, Pasuk Dalet. How many men went to fight Midian? How many men? Let's read the Torah. The Torah says, Hashem tells Moshe, Moshe tells Hashem, Tosa tells B'nai Yisrael, and what does he say? Get me Anashim. Elef Lamate, Elef Lamate. Pasuk Dalet. 1,000 per Shevet. 1,000 per shevet. L'chol matos Yisrael tishtachol atzavah. For every shevet, send. 1,000 per shevet, every shevet. Next pasik. Vayimashu me'alfei Yisrael, elef lamate. So 1,000 go from every shevet. Shnei masar elef chalutzei tzavah. 12,000 soldiers. Something doesn't work here. 1,000 per shevet, 12,000 soldiers. How many shvatim are there? How many shvatim are there? At this, at this point in Israel, how many shvatim are there? 13. Yosef is 2. Kiruv and Mishimon Yili. 1,000 per Shevet. How many Shvatin? There should be not 12,000, but 13,000 soldiers. Who's left out? Who's left out? Let's just read the Psukim. So Rashi already focuses on this. Rashi says, 
L'chol matos Yisrael, Pasek Dalid, L'rabos Shevet Levi. Rashi says, including Levi. That's all Rashi says. Makes it a little more difficult for us. We might have said, oh, Levi's never included in this. L'rabos Shevet, Rashi obviously knows what he's doing. L'rabos Shevet Levi. So now we have a problem. Who's left out? So you could always say, well, I'm probably not sure together. B'nai Yosef. And that's what the Mizrahi says. If you look in the Sifsech HaChavim here, I didn't give it to you on the sheet, but he says, Ephraimu Menashe, lo nechshivu kan rak l'shevet echad miyuchad, shalo haya bidavar nachla sa'aretz, ki im l'nikmas Hashem bilvaj. You're right, for nachla, they're split, but this is fighting nikmas Hashem. So you can go back to the original 12 Shvatim. Okay, that's one. But Rashi clearly says Levi's not left out. So we have Ephraim and Menashe are combined. One answer. A second answer. The Maharal says, Source number 10 in the Gur'ayi, right here on this Rashi. Again, without the Rashi, we would have said Levi is left out. The Maharal says Levi is left out. What do you mean Levi is left out? It says, Larabo Sheva Levi. How can you say Levi is left out? What does it say in the Pasuk? It says, take a thousand for each to go. But then it says, Pasuk hey, Vayimasume alfei elef elef What are those last two words adding? We know they're soldiers. Levi went out, but they weren't soldiers. There were 12,000 soldiers. Levi went out to be with the Aaron and Davin for Klal Yisrael. So there were 13,000, says the Maharal. L'rabo shevet Levi. That's why Rashi, fascinating, Rashi says, L'chol matos Yisrael. So Rashi is on the first Pasuk, Pasuk Dalit. Right? Why did he say anything about the next lot? Shlema Sar Elef, on the 12,000. It's Dafka Lachal, the first Pasik, every shave it sends a thousand. But Levi's weren't fighters. Says the Maharal, source number ten. Sheva Levi, Lo Yatzachalutz, Ella Bisofalochamim, Im Aron Bris Hashem, it was with the Aaron in the back. Vizel Shakasuva, Yimasim Alfi Israel. Ella Vamatash Shemasar Elef Chalutzait Sava. Hidgish, Sheshemasar Elef Hayu Chalutzim, Velof Shasheva Levi Lo Yuchalutzim. A second answer. Okay, number one, Ephraim and Masha were together. Number two, Levi wasn't. Levi wasn't counted. Number three, says Rabbi Yonas and Ibishitz, the Teferis Yonasan. He has a few Svarim on Chumash, a few of them. One of them here is the Teferis Yonasan, where he says a couple of suggestions. And then he asks another question. He says, well, first of all, maybe, Ufipshut and Shaldvarim, Hayu, Shev, Misheva Levi Bechlal. Right? Pashta says Levi was included. Rak, oh, so who is excluded? Mishavet Ephraim. Maybe Ephraim didn't go. Why? Fascinating. Who was from Ephraim? Yeshua ben Nun. He was the Nazi and he was still around. If Ephraim would go out to fight, and what did they hear already? That right after this, Moshe is going to die and Yeshua is going to take over. What might it have looked like to the outside? Oh, I know why Ephraim's fighting so hard. I know. They know who's coming up in the wings. They know who's on deck. They know the faster this war is over, the faster they get one of their own to be the leader of Klal Yisrael. So maybe Ephraim didn't go. Alta Maris Ayin. Maybe Yoshua wouldn't have let them. Like Yoshua already said, Adoni Moshe Klaim! Don't know! I don't want you to die! So maybe Ephraim was left out. Lo ayaki hovi Yoshua mishivtam yomru shemiru lasos nekamam beov de'alilim k'teshiyamaz Moshe miyad acharkach. So maybe Ephraim didn't go. Or... Maybe the opposite. He's not saying like Rashi. Maybe Sheva Levi didn't go. So they wouldn't say, I'm sorry, 
the opposite. He's going with Rashi. And maybe Dafka, that's why Levi did go. To show they're doing it, Moshe told us the command. Okay, so what do we have so far? Suggestions. Maybe you're not Ephraim and Manasseh. Maybe not Levi. Maybe not Ephraim for a different reason. And now he says, well, maybe not Shimon. Because they were Cusby, Zimri, you know. Maybe they couldn't fight Midian. Maybe they were ready. They, right? In Kateger Nasa Sanegar, in a very vivid sense, you know, Shimon's like, okay, guys, Please take care of this for us. We really can't be here. We have, we have, you know, dirt on our hands. Okay, couple of questions. Next question. Why a thousand for each group? Why not have got a thousand? This is a magic number. Hashem could have, could have won the war with six. Right? With many less than, why not got a thousand? Why not? And once you're doing a lot, why not more than a thousand? Why not more than a thousand? Once you're doing a lot, if you want to do a bederchanais, do very little. But once you're doing a lot, why dafka a thousand and no more? So says the Teferis Yonasan. If you look at the smallest shevet, the numbers. Well, we don't focus on the on the on the numbers. Last week's parsha. If you look at the smallest shevet, we just like kind of get through that for, and we say, oh, Avrasedra, no, no Rashi, just read the numbers. So if you look at the numbers, the smallest shevet had twenty three thousand. Levi had 23,000. Line 16, he quotes it. Levi and Arvis Moab had 23,000. If you would have, meaning, let's continue, let's go back. I'm sorry, I skipped. Venera, line 11, let's start with. Every Shavet, we learned this in the Gemara, in the Harios and elsewhere, every Shavet is called its own Kahal. It's own kahal. Kahal, as the Pazik says, kahal v'goyim yemi mekka, and binyamin was still going to still be born. As Rashi says, in Baloscha, the Shechina is shower on minimum 22,000 Jews. And the Hashra's Shechina needs to be on every Shevet. Says that Tiferes Yonah, son of Yonah, son of Ibeshitz, if he would have taken more than a thousand from any one Shevet, it has to be equal. So, a thousand from Levi puts it at 22,000. Shechina is still there. A thousand and one, less than 22,000. No, Ashras Shechina, Shem can't do that. I need at least 22,000 from every Shevet. So, the most I'm going to go to hide it, Bederach Hateva, is 22,000. So that Levi, the Legion Shalmelech, keeps the Ashras Shechina. What does that mean? We know there's, there's different levels of Ashras Shechina. Right? When ten people are learning together, right, there's Ashras Shechina. Right? So that's amazing. One person's learning is even Shechina. 22,000 Shechina. We know the Shechina in the base of English. Now we can't go there, but that Shechina left. So what does it mean, the Shechina and the Shechina? There's different qualities of Shechina, but there's a certain quality that rests on 22,000 Jews, and that's why he didn't want to, he didn't want to uh, take it. Related, a related question, and then we'll get to our final point for the evening. A related question, but not exactly the same, from the Hegyonah Shel Torah. Rebbe Tzion Führer, we haven't quoted in a while. Source number 12 is, why did it have to be equal? Why didn't you give a percentage? The larger Shevet, the larger team of fighters. A thousand for each? Why is that fair? Why is that fair? Line 6. Kol Shevet natan efo elef anshei tzava, beinimu Shevet gadol, ubeinimu Shevet katan. Efo kana shivyon. Hayem lo yoter nachon lechalek et mitpar shnei masar elef lofi gadlam v'katanam shalashvatim. Take a mispar achuz. 
Right? Why isn't it? Uh, why isn't that more appropriate? So he has two ideas, one practical and one more fundamental. Says her, but see, unfair. Maybe the point is equal to kind of hint to them. Don't worry about it. They're all coming back. Because it can be. It doesn't matter percentages. I just want a fixed number to come. To Don't worry. It's not going to be. Oh, I'm going to lose certain percentages. If it was about a derech hateva war, you're right. It should be percentages. Because Baruch and Moshe say, give me equal, just to know you are representing the shevet. And when you're representing the shevet, everybody's equal. Lahavdil, it's two senators per state. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how big or small the state. A state is a state. There's a chashivus. Two, two are in the Senate. Right? Shvatim, a thousand per state representative. So you know it's a representation, they're all coming back, number one. Number two, interestingly, he says, there being no came from Midian. Who fought that war a couple of parshios ago when B'nai Yisrael lost 24,000? Midian and Moab. Midian and Moab, they were behind it. They were behind it. That was the the fire. Pasuk uh, the second column, line eleven. Vayeshev Yisrael b'shitim vayachalam l'znos Moab, but it's really the Midianis. So Midian and Moab caused twenty four thousand Jews to die. How many Jews go out to war against Midian? Twelve thousand. Exactly twelve thousand, because we want it a thousand per shevet to be able to take Nakama for the half against Midian that they were responsible for. And that's why every Sheva takes part in this equally, because again, it is a symbolic a symbolic number. So we have, where do you get the Shvatim from, and why Moshe didn't do it himself, and why a thousand, and why not percentages. And just to end off with one final thought. So they went and fought Midian. And the Pasuk tells us, They killed the five kings of Midian. Evi, Rechem, Tzur, Chur, and Reva. The five kings of Midian. And by the way, they killed Bilam too, the Pasuk says. The five kings. Rashi quotes on these five kings. Don't I know? Or even the, uh, Rashi quotes it in a little bit. Um, about the, uh, about the order. They were all Be'etza. Either I'm not going to read it now. Rashi elsewhere also quotes uh, a similar message. But if you look in uh, Rabbi Frand, in one of his farms, in Source 13, he quotes that Sur, one of the Malachim here, is number three on the list. We've met him before. Sur. We met him back in the end of Pashas Chukas. Kazbi Bas Sur. Sur was Kazbi's father. And Chazal tell us in the Medrash Tanhuma that because he was Cosby's father, and look what happened, he was demoted. Because there he was, the greatest of the kings, but because of what happened, because of what his daughter did, so therefore he is third on the list here in Matos. Asks Rabbi Frant, do you think Tzur really cares if he's third on the list in Parshas Matos? We're going to punish him and make him third. What does Tzur care? Similarly, right, he quotes, Pashas Chayasara, we know that Ephron originally is spelled with a Vav, and once that he's spelled without a Vav. Why is he spelled Chaser? Why? Because, the Medrash tells us, because of his shady handling of the sale of Arasa He lost a Vav. Does Ephron really care that he lost a Vav? Does Tzur really care that he's third on the list? Again, we have to wonder, what does Ephron care? What's the message? 
So two ideas. Two ideas. One, Rabbi Fran tells us, and that is, they do care. What do you mean they do care? We live in Olam Hazeh. We have very finite 2020 vision. But in the Olam HaMS, the Torah is a reflection of the world. It's Alma. And if you look at the Torah, it's a reflection of the world. So in the Olam HaMS, in the next world, Sur has tremendous great degradation for being third, so to speak. And Ephron losing a letter. That's a reflection of Busha. That's a reflection of what's going to be. We just don't feel it now. He says on the next page, in the physical world, one can blatantly ignore or shrug off even the greatest of insults. In Olam Haba, however, all the false illusions of the real world are exposed. As long as they were here on earth, they would have snickered. Ah, they're third in the Jewish book. As they look down now, or up, as the case may be, from their rightful spot in the next world, Tzur, and only Rabbi Fran could, could talk that way, classic, Sur and Ephron suffer extreme anguish because of their stinging demotion. So yes, they do feel it. The other answer one could give to this question is a similar question we could ask on the first Rashi in Chumash. What does Rashi say there? Right, why is Bereshit's first, first Chachonish Azelachem should be? No, because the first mitzvah, the answer is to teach us that Eretz Yisrael is ours. Eretz Yisrael is ours. If anybody comes and says it's not ours, Eretz Yisrael is ours. What, they're really going to listen to us? Oh, by the way, you know, please stop shooting rockets at us because Bereshit's Baruch Hashem and Eretz Yisrael is ours. Is that crazy? The answer is, is that the message is for us. The message is for us. For us to realize our achiza in Eretz Yisrael. And the message is for us to realize the boost that a person has when a person acts in a certain conniving way, like Ephron did. Or when a person doesn't take care of his family and doesn't educate them properly. That's what happens to a tzur. He loses his, his standing. So, Rabbi Fran says, it's the message for them, yes, in Olam Emes, but the message could also be for us, not literally taking what they, what they see fit. Okay, we'll stop here, but Hashem will continue next week with the Chazat Parsha of Sefer Bamidbar.